Hello and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the review review podcast that will try to be nice to movies but may indeed end up slicing and dicing them. Each and every month there's a thing uh, and as it's October I'm doing one off October which is movies that never got a sequel. Tonight I'm looking at the little known movie <coughs> brought to us by Wes Craven, They, from 2002. Yeah, I this one myself, actually. Mind you, that could be from the fact I watched this an all-night horror-a-thon and I saw it at something like 4am all those many years ago. I mean, God, I miss rodeo on Renfield Street. There's a pop for my Glasbygian listeners, all one of you. All remember this is the guy from Buffy, terrible acting, and it felt like a rip-off of the Tooth Fairy movie, Darkness Falls. By the way, check out my... Other podcast, Two Geeks Talk Movies, as we covered that one about a year and a half ago, I believe. What I love about this movie is Wes Craven's name is splashed all over this, yet he had nothing to do with this movie. You gotta love bloody PR spindle, eh? I mean, Jesus Christ. This thing has not one, but three alternative endings and two alternative openings as the original script was totally rewritten on set and he had no idea how to open this or indeed how to close this so you know you're in a shit one ending has our lead waking up in a mental institute as the events of the movie is all in her head think the Buffy episode. I think it was Anne, was it, where she wakes up in the mental institute and finds out nothing in Buffy actually happened reality. Was it, was it Anne or was it something else? No, I can't mind. Anyway, moving on. So, with its $17 million budget, this thing pulled in $16.4 million, Starring Laura Reagan, Mark Bullockis, Ethan Embry, and Jonathan Abrams, directed by Robert Hammond, other plot. A young woman is suffering from night terrors and indeed nightmares. One night, her childhood friend, who also suffers from night terrors, calls her for help. She meets him at an all-night cafe where he tells her something is after him. She doesn't believe him until he kills himself. Now she thinks these things are after her. Can she find out what these things want? Will her boyfriend believe her before it's too late? How many people have seen these things? And what really happened in their childhood? Find out here. So, after the studio logos open, uh, this opened up on a little boy scared of the lightning and thunder lightning rather storm outside the window. As his mother comes in to comfort him and tuck him back indoor and she leaves him for a night. He screams he's afraid of the creatures in the dark. So she tells him, don't be silly, monsters aren't real. There's no such thing as monsters. Oh, the hell is from Alien. <clears throat> anyway, after quickly checking under the bed, she then leaves. Once she's asleep, the bedroom door closes over on itself and hears whispers coming from the closet. With that, the closet door creaks open and we see what looks like a bat creature, but with no wings. The boy then screams as the lights go out in the entire house and indeed the entire neighbourhood. Not to worry, he has his handy dandy flashlight. Wrong! Because that thing conks out in about four seconds, as you do. I mean, this is a cheap slasher movie, hello. Mm. He's put into a false sense of security, however, before being pulled out of the bed and dragged under a bed. 
fucking kidding. Up pops the titles 20 years later. We meet Julia, played by Laura Regan, who is a college student studying childhood trauma and indeed childhood schizophrenia. And she wants to be a um, childhood psychologist. She's also the sporty type, as we've seen her spinning through town on a mountain bike. At home, she has a message from everyone she bloody well knows. I swear to fuck, there's about 20 bloody messages in this answer machine, for crying out loud. Oh my god. By the way, answer machine, how very naughty. 90s even. <laughs> Cut to her on a date with her boyfriend, Paul, played by Mark, Mark even, Bullockus. Going on and on and on about how he has almost finished his PhD and he will be an ER doctor pretty soon, blah, 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 blah. She tells him she's almost done her PhD in psychology and then she starts to read him to a T. He then tries to read her but she ends up being insulted so she beats him at pool. God, can this be any more early notes if it tried a fucking pool hall? When the hell was the last time you played pool? Then, to make it worse, she takes 40 bucks from him in a double or nothing black ball sink. Also, he's standing on the corner pocket with his legs spread apart. Subtle writer, real fucking subtle. I mean, as the ball sinks and it's like, oh, me testicle, oh, whatever. With that, they head back to his, but his roommates are home and both are stoned and or drunk because they've been stood up by their dates and there's nothing else they can do. Hmm. And this flat is very much a boys with toys home, i.e. there's literally toys all over the fucking living room. There's fucking wind-up robots on the shelves and there's like figurines and such all over the bloody place. I mean, hmm, boys and toys, you know. Hmm. Surprised that I have a big massive flat screen TV and a fucking Xbox and or PlayStation setup. I'm crying out loud on a fucking Nintendo 64. Moving on. On TV, they talk about rolling power blackouts, which is important for later. So Paul asked if they have paid the bills. They reply looking very guilty indeed. As they say, they spent the money for the bills on the beers and indeed the weeds. As you do, I mean, hmm. Paul heads to his room once he puts his roommates in their place about being fucking lazy bastards. So he's an alpha in this house, but he's a beta in this relationship. Okay then. In the bedroom, they have sex with her on top. But of course, her mobile phone rings and she answers it. It's her childhood friend begging to see her that very night. Cut to an all-night cafe slash diner slash bar. The hell? It's the little boy from the start. He is Billy. Played by John Abrahams. He's freaked out about demons or creatures or something in the dark that is after him. And I'm getting open to a Nightmare on Street remake. As he was like, shit, looks like he hasn't slept in fucking days. Plus he's ranting about things from his nightmares. Or coming to get, get him and things from his childhood. Or come back to get him and blah 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 blah. It's Nightmare on Street to a bloody well T. He has a strange puncture mark on his hand. As he said, he's branded by these creatures. And indeed, he thinks he's next. Going on and on about on about how he, if you hear a baby crying or need lights flicker, they're close as they hate lights flickering because of course you know babies never cry or fuss over nothing. And indeed, light bulbs don't flicker. I mean, especially these fucking fluorescent tube ones for crying out loud. By the way, this whole baby crying thing goes nowhere. There's one other scene with a baby crying and it just dropped. He's ranting 
His mother wants to put him away for his own good, and no one can or indeed will help him. He's next! She doesn't believe him, so he pulls out a revolver and blows his head clean off. As you do, I mean, hmm. And oh my god, I've just noticed it's ripped off. This is ripped off rather hard by a Nightmare Street remake. A guy and a woman meet in an all-night cafe. The guy rants about he's being scared about things in the night and the night and his nightmares, blah 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 blah. Girl doesn't want to listen. Guy kills himself. The girl was there next. Hello, Nightmare on Elm Street opening. It's this you? Hmm. Days later, she's in shock. So her boyfriend is trying to be there for her, but she keeps on pushing away again, time and time again. He indeed tucks her in, telling her to get some bloody well sleep as she hasn't slept in days. Later at night, she sees something in her bathroom. So checks it out and the door closes behind her. One while, on the sofa, uh, Paul was listening to music on a discman, remember them? Hmm. Trying to get some sleep. The telephone rings, but she answers it and indeed... It's garbled noises, so she checks on Paul, and indeed he's gone. So, are we in a nightmare, or are we in reality here? Hmm. While looking for him, she hears a disembodied baby cry, and indeed the shower is running in her toilet, so she checks that one out. Finding the shower running as no good horror, or if the salt doesn't have a shower scene, she finds it completely empty with strange noises coming from the sink. She checks it out, out spots something that looks like oil, she then hears noises coming from behind her medicine cabinet. She then opens it to find black tar-like spider webbing all over the place. She, of course, sticks her hands in, and why would she stick her hand into weird alien-like black fucking tar spider webbing? It then spreads over her hand, pulling her fingers together as it dislocates her entire hand. She then screams... Uh, closing the bathroom mirror and indeed a creature's behind her and sweet mother of bejesus what is it with these cheap horrors and thrillers and having a jump scare in a bathroom cabinet mirror that is tired and indeed old drop it already anyway in runs paul who has knocked on his ass as the bathroom mirror is now cracked she then grabs a piece of mirror and starts to slash at him slicing up something rotten with a mirror shard, shard even she then pulls down the shower curtain again a psycho nod suddenly then she comes to claiming she doesn't know what happened yeah love I think you just wanted an excuse to domestic abuse here hmm. he hugs her and magically he's uncut from the mirror shard who in the fuck wrote this shit cut to Billy's funeral days later at the wake, she's getting, mind you, she is getting comforted by his mother and father. What in the fuck? What sort of drama queen bitch are you? Up walks Billy's friend, Sam, played by Ethan Embry, and Terry, played by Dagmar Dominizic. I think I pronounced her name. They give her the bug eye look when... She tells her who she is, or rather who they, uh, they tell her who the fuck she is. I mean, what the hell? Seems these are Billy's college roommates. Now, wait a minute here. You're trying to say to me this guy who couldn't sleep at night, had to work nights, was paranoid about things after him in the dark, yet he held it together enough to go to college? Bollocks! Absolute fucking bollocks. I mean, 
keeps ranting and raving how he, he had work nights and he hasn't slept in days and blah 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 and his mother wants to put him in a nut house and how he was on psychiatrist couches for years when he was a kid and yada 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 but he can hold down college right anyway they pump for information about billy's death and what he told her she says she knows next to nothing so sam jokes he was on prozac i guess it didn't work yeah you know with friends like these who the fuck needs enemies jordan walks off in disgust then snoops in billy's room finding all sorts of weird shits in his room including a christ crown of thorns for some bloody reason dozens of news candles weird drawings of demons and weird creatures in the dark also a whole wall of newspaper clippings of missing children two things here one nightmare she wants its plot back and two who snoops while at a fucking funeral to the dead person's fucking room anyway joker looks around a computer desk finding dozens of lighters and a drawer full of news batteries okay by the way if billy had college roommates then why is all this shit at his mother's house surely it would be at his room or dorm room rather at the college i mean uh, mm. terry walks in to say sorry for sam's really bad and taste joke joe then asks about the batteries and the candles all Joey says is he was afraid of the dark well thank you very much for that one darkness bloody well falls i swear to god this thing ripped off darkness falls horrendously i mean the guy who was afraid of the dark and had candles and and torches and dozens of lights over his apartment because he was afraid of the dark and he couldn't sleep in a smart he was drawing weird creatures yeah that's darkness falls also you got attacked when he was a kid, dear. Hmm. This ripped off not only Nightmare Street, but fucking Darkness False. But moving in a fuck right on. Terry then asks if she's had night terrors growing up. Joya says, Why yes, because all kids have nightmares indeed night terrors. Well, some of them anyway. Hmm. Seems Billy met these two um, friends on a help website and they became fast friends. Handily, they all went to the same college and were all the same fucking dorm say with me here lazy writing so terry tells her she thought billy was a nuts for the fear of the dark maybe she should have listened and he'd have still been alive yeah think love i mean hmm. mental health is not something to take lightly nor is suicide this maybe is all sorts of bad taste anyway that night while driving home from his funeral julia's car stalls on a dark back road there's something in the dark, so she checks out alone, like a fucking idiot, with no bloody flashlight. She hears trippings from the long grass. She's freaked out, so enters the jeep and locks the door, but is jump scared by Billy's ghost. Take that. Fucking miracle wealth in London. Hmm? By the way, this bit goes nowhere. She never sees Billy's ghost ever again. Freaked, she runs out in the middle of the road, where she's almost hit by a truck. Where did this truck come from? Where did it go? Who the fuck knows indeed? Who the fuck cares? Her jeep then magically starts back up and she drives off. She drives to Paul's but he's drunk with his roommates. She then storms off. So wait a minute here. So he can't have time with his um, boys. Also, you were supposed to spend the night at your mother's in your hometown. Not drive home that fucking night after the funeral. She then tells 
him she thinks she might have hit something on a back road but she isn't sure because she can't find her body and, and there's no damage to her car blah 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 he then makes light of this as she did storms off before she rides off on her high pony he hits her with he had dealt with a 13 car pileup and spent all day and night working to try to save the people in the car crash so to blow off some steam he had a few drinks with his roommates what's wrong with that so he's a medical doctor at NER then handy that cut to Julia reading Billy's diary how did she or indeed Terry get this diary who knows was it from his bedroom I mean honestly god who steals my fucking dead body Sam takes delight in reading from the book, which is slowly freaking Julia out, as he reads Billy's rantings about creatures in the dark coming from him next, again, with friends that these, who needs enemies, these two death vultures take delight in asking if she had nightmares or indeed nightmare, night terrors recently, yeah love, run, just run, these are fucking sick freaks, so once that awkward scene is over. Terry tells of how when she was five she saw her sister drown in a lake. Four years later she had nightmares. Also one night she went missing from her bed. Her parents freaked out, hunted high and low throughout the house and found her in the backyard doghouse where she stabbed her father in the eye of a butcher's knife. Wow. Who wrote this and thought yeah this is so good, this will do for a movie. I mean honestly fucking god. By the way that's goes nowhere else, I mean, hmm. also, this actress who's playing Terry, just sits out with a hundred yard death stare, yeah love, run, these people are fucking freaks, my god, later that day, Julia goes to see her childhood doctor, Dr. Booth, played by Jay Brazu, I think that's his name, uh, now, why would a 20-something woman go to see a child psychologist and not an adult psychiatrist? Uh, with a small tick over, Julia asked him to help her with her night terrors, as he did when she was little, telling him she woke up in her bathroom and attacked her boyfriend. He tells her he doesn't deal with adults, but if she comes back later that day, he'll help her out. So got to Julia, looking in the basement of her house, yeah, you've guessed it, there's a flickering light, and indeed, she's almost attacked. Is it with cheap horror movies and fucking fluorescent bloody lights? I mean, that's to God. Anyway, in the basement storage room, she looks for pictures of her dad as something is lurking in the dark. Cut to Sam, who is a painter, because of course he is. And Terry, who is having tea on the sofa, she's, I don't know, a poet, what the fuck, I mean, mm. she questions what went through Billy's head before he pulled the trigger, with Sam saying, a bullet. Oh, God, who wrote this? She then picks at the wound on her ankle, which is mildly infected. Sam then up and leaves her because he's quote-unquote blocked. Mate, you've painted on a huge canvas with black paint. That's not a patch of canvas that's not covered in black paint. I'll say you're more than blocked and needing detox. I'll say you're sick and fucking twisted, taking delight in death and pain. Hmm. Anyway, not 30 seconds after Sam leaves, does Terry hear weird noises, shakes out the air ducks, and indeed is attacked by a creature in the dark. 
It just cuts to Julia as she's digging through a box she brought from the basement. Finding an old VHS tape, she watches it. It's her as a little girl in a sleep clinic and she sees herself during an attack of one of her night terrors slash nightmares. By the way, it just jumps. Uh, one minute, Terry is lurking or are looking through the air ducts and there's a thing in the night, in the dark rather, and it just cuts to Julia watching this VHS tape. Who the fuck edited this? Oh my god, this unsettles her. So a study mate calls her to find out if the research she's doing is going fine. She tells them she's completely and utterly lost. Still not to worry. 12 more months, 12 more months rather, and she's graduated. Okay, maybe not to go to film psychiatrist slash psychologist. Jesus, junkies. Julia then tells him to call back later. I <laughs> never do. More digging into her past about her nightmares slash night terrors. She reads in her medical records, which should be in the mental hospital, hospital surely not in her fucking personal belongings, that they thought she had childhood schizophrenia and indeed paranoia. With that, she falls asleep. Cut to Terry doing some night swing. As you do, I mean, hmm. I mean, you haven't slept in days, so yeah, just go swimming and use up the little energy you bloody well have. Again, I'm getting Nightmare on Street Remake. Think about this one. Hidden childhood trauma, someone who is sleep deprived going swimming, awful acting, flat characters, and indeed terrible fucking CGI monstrous villain. Hmm. And Nightmare on Street, is that you? Anyway, Teddy goes swimming as her wounds open up. She's then stalked by a creature. She's freaked out when the lights go out and she screams for help, but no one is around. She runs to the locker room where she's killed by two creatures. This somehow wakes up Julia and it's the next morning and she's late for college. A meeting of the heads of the department in which she has to discuss the fight or flight response and this is her end thesis. I have no idea what the fuck's going on here. She struggles through it due to not reading up on it as she fell asleep on the couch. So she failed. That night, she's sulking in a bathtub. Paul calls her to say sorry for the fight he caused, even though she caused it. Maybe gone. Then asks her out for drinks to celebrate her passing her, I don't know, grades or how it was. Uh, Sam then calls to tell her Terry is gone missing. She meets him at his loft apartment slash studio. He's acting even more insane than usual. Now, chain-smoking and rambling nonsense. Something about feeling evil in the darkness, a sense of dread and foreboding and yada yada yada, as he's done another black canvas painting. He then reads the ramblings that Billy wrote in his diary. Something about how they only come for kids who have night terrors, how... They take them to their world and how they were all marked as children. Yeah, you've guessed it. He is marked and so is Julia. Adam dum With that, Julia goes to see her childhood doctor. Wait a minute, this is the same fucking day. It's two days later, isn't it? I mean, hmm. In the waiting room, she meets a little creepy-ass girl who tells her they're coming for her. This little girl is Jodie Ferdinand. Ferdinand, even. Fiddleland, sorry, who was the go-to creepy little girl of the noughties. She was in the Kerry TV movie, Silent Hill, and Case 39. Anyway, she goes on to say they come for her to eat her late at night. Lights keep them at bay, but she's terrified to sleep. 
Julia is then called into the office and spills all to Dr. Booth, who looks at her like she's fucking bug nuts insane. He then gets her to analyse herself, saying it's PTSD due to Billy's suicide. Okay then. With that, she leaves. Uh, gets Paul to check her body and he did. he doesn't find a mark. She then tells him she met two of Billy's um, roommates who put all this shit into her head. The two then have sex, as you do. Cut to Sam, who is painting yet again on a black canvas. He hears noise coming from the air ducts, but thinks nothing of it, as second later an invisible being sets off the sprinkler system which puts out all the candles in his house. So, this is now some final destination shit then. I mean, hmm. He runs to lock the front door. However, he hears a creature in the hallway. So he uses the spy hole to see something crawling up the walls in broad fucking daylight. You know what? I'm done with this movie. If it can't even keep its own fucking rules, it says light keeps them at bay. But they're attacking in broad fucking daylight. Oh my god. So Sam is freaked out and tries to smash open a window, but he sees his lift or elevator. So jumps into it. Yeah, great idea, mate. You're now fucked. I wouldn't you know it. They mess with the lift. So he gets out seconds later as it tries to fall to the ground. Then he's grabbed into the darkness. Never to be seen again. With six time over, Joel gets up to shower as and walks one of Paul's roommates who gets an eyeful. Later, he, Paul, that is, walks her out saying sorry about everything. And indeed, she's now pissed off and insulted that he did lock the door, blah, 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 but she'll go over it, it's fine. Hmm. She returns home, turns on the TV, which is talking about more rolling blackouts, important for later. She hears noises coming from her closet and checks out. Jump scare! As a creature is in there, she runs into the street. Her head is now bleeding. It's the mark that wasn't there beforehand. Hmm. She runs to a public toilet to find a mark on her hairline and pulls up what looks like a twig with a thorn on the end of it. I swear to God, it's about fucking, I don't know, three inches long. Running to Paul, she's ranting, she's been marked. And then shows him the cut on her head, but not the fucking twig. Who in the hell wrote this crap? He gives her a sleeping pill and some water. This freaks her out and she runs into the night. He then calls to get help for her at a local mental institute. Next thing you know, she's in a subway where she's trying to make herself throw up the um, water he gave her. Suddenly, it's 2am. Subway is now closed and she's indeed fucked, trapped inside the dark tunnels. She jumps on the last train, which is empty, so of course she takes a fucking seat. This woman's an idiot. It then stops for the night just off the platform. Uh, I don't know, I thought it went to a depot, but no, okay then. Now stuck, she freaks the fuck out. By the way, this happened to me back in 2001. I was stuck in the tunnels on the last train of the night for 30 minutes after it stalled in the pitch dark tunnels. Only myself, two other teen girls who were in the next carriage, and in the next carriage behind me uh, was three drunk douche bros who tried to force the door open but couldn't get a thing opened, and you spent 
and it's mocking each other and blah 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 acting like a bunch of fucking idiots as the teen girls freak the fuck out with their mobile phones out as the only like source and need I do it up myself I mean for crying out loud um Rabbit came over to Tannoy to tell us he's stuck but we'll get moving pretty soon seconds later the train lights then failed I mean the emergency train lights then failed that is so we were sitting in the Hitch dark, listening to rats running past the wall and water rushing above our head, because we're under a river. Ten minutes later, it crawled to the next station with minimum power and need lighting, and I got off and walked home. Fuck that. Mind you, this was, what, about 11, 11.30 at night? Not 2am, so, hmm. Anywho, she has fucked as all the lights go off in the tunnels as dozens of creatures ascend on her. They jump her, biting her, but magically the train starts back up so she runs to try to catch up with the train but it pulls me from her and she's fucked again running into the darkness holding onto a lantern she found on the tracks as you do for dear life it then blows out she hears another train backing up so runs towards the train on the tracks she is fucking dumber than a fucking bag of rocks my god she then trips and falls off the track as the train speeds past at full fucking speed. By the way, this train is packed. She's grabbed and dragged into a pipe, but she grabs a pole and fakes it off. A red light then starts up out of nowhere and she gets away. Just kill this dumb bitch already. I'm done with this movie and done with her. The light then flickers, so she climbs, climbs up an escape ladder, but the exit is locked. So she's then pulled back down into the darkness by a, the horde as they tear at her clothes, pull her hair and he bites her multiple times. In the dark, she sees hundreds more descending on her. She's dragged down a tunnel as she grabs a knife. Where the fuck do you get a knife from in subway tunnels beyond me? Slashing out, she hits a subway worker as one subway worker knocks her out. And because she's acting fucking bug nuts insane. Cut to a nut house as Paul and Dr. Booth have signed her in. She's screaming her head off. They run down to find her ranting on the floor about a red lights and monsters in the darks and blah 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 blah. She's terrified of the night. Paul then puts her back in bed, tucks her in, and tells her everything will be fine. She doesn't believe him, so looks outside the window on the door. To see everyone she knows is either a patient or a member of staff. Jump scare as a creature smashes through the window. Dr. Bloom runs to find the window on the door smashed from the outside and Julia is gone. He looks in the closet but it's empty. Cut to Julia trapped in the creature's world behind the wall as dozens of monsters approach her. Credits mercilessly roll. Now... I know this thing has three endings, one of which is Julia waking up in a mental institute, finding everyone she knows as a patient or indeed staff, and indeed Paul is her psychiatrist, not her lover. And God knows about the third one, so I mean, I can't find that anywhere, so... Uh, this is just a mess of a movie, whereas nothing is explained. The creatures look something out of a Doctor episode, and the writing is beyond dumb. 
And as I said, this thing was written on the set multiple times. It had two alternative openings and up to three, if not four, alternative endings. It was just a fucking mess. I hated Joyer. She was nothing but a whiny, dumb bitch. And the CGI monsters, what you could see of them, looked fine. Just bat-like creatures with no wings. I mean, they looked... Mm. This is nothing but a nothing of a movie. Remade eight years later with Freddy added as a Nightmare on Street 2010. Boring and stupid, I'm going to give this thing a very generous 3 out of 10. Still, come back next week and look at 9 Lives, starring Paris Hilton, so you know it'll be good. Now, don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's A Pod. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Resident Evil, House, Hellraiser, Scary Movie and more. Also, my solo podcast of A Nightmare on Street 2 and 3, Scream, Dracula and many, many, many more. A bye, and remember, I watch these bad movies so I don't have to. Mm -hmm.